The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein. Your host, Tara Kennedy Klein, is out to dispel that myth of the perfect child and encourage parents to let them out of the box. Each child is unique, and this show is just the place to stand up and shout out that fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. So right now, join the queen of accountability who advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. Here is your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein. I'm your host, Tara Kennedy Klein, and I have an awesome show set up for you today. Um, Simply because many of you, if you've listened before, you already know. If you haven't, I'm going to let you know. I am the proud um, owner of an ADD mind, which means my house is like a total mess, completely cluttered, and everything that I surround myself with, I believe I need to have. (laughs) Drives my family insane, but it's one of those things. Um, And I'm also, because of that, I'm also one of those parents who has a really, really hard time enforcing the clean up your room rule for my kids, which drives my husband completely insane. He is an engineer, so he's very analytical and, and you know, everything has a place and a place for everything. And he's very linear and, and project minded like that. So it's amazing, amazing that we've been together for 26 years, to be quite honest. And, uh, and we still live in the same house. So that's pretty cool. Um, but I, I'm really one of those people like my my thoughts are all over the place. And one of the things that I love to say to my friends when they when they ask me something and I'm like, oh, write that down because thoughts come and go so quickly here. Um, That's kind of like how stuff is in my home. I hold on to everything and um, and I'm kind of I'm not a pack rat, but I can't get rid of something if it has any level of sentimental value. So recently, you know, I was kind of going through this thing with my kids. It was winter and it was cabin fever. And I'm like, my winter project is going to be to clean out my house. I'm, I'm just going to do it. And I was so, I, I was so gung ho and I was so excited about it. Cause you know, it winters in Pennsylvania, you have nothing else to do, but stay in your house and clean out your closets. So I was totally going to do this. 
And probably like into mid-December, I started noticing myself creatively avoiding everything that I knew I had to do because I would walk into a room in my house and I would become so totally overwhelmed by what I saw in front of me. Like everything everything just made my head spin. It made me nauseous just looking at piles of stuff and thinking, I know I'm not going to be able to throw half of that away. You know, I lost my brother when he was 19 and I lost my mom when she was 57. And it seems like everything that I find that they have given me throughout my, their entire life on this planet, I have to keep it. And then I go into this thing where, you know, okay, well, I want to do the same thing for my kids. So like anything that they were given for their birth, their christenings or, you know, when they were born or baby showers, anything, cards. I'm ta- I have boxes of cards, people. I know I'm not the only one. If I am, okay, then woohoo, I'm crazy, but I don't think I'm the only one. So like all of this stuff was completely overwhelming to me. And um, I, I came to a realization not too long ago that the reason that I was so flustered and frustrated and upset all the time is because I haven't been asking for what I needed. I hadn't been delegating things to other people who are really good at those things. I was always trying to take everything on myself. So I picked up a book by a friend of mine named Valley Heist, who we used to host radio shows on the same network um, many moons ago. And, um, Valley had this awesome show and I always thought, yeah, she can do that because you're either born to organize or you're not. Um, so I picked up Valley's book and it was amazing to me how many things, beliefs we have in common. So I thought, you know what? I'm really going to have to a hire Valley, which I haven't done yet. And B, have her on the show so that she can talk to other parents about getting rid of this craziness. Cause we're coming up to summer vacation. The kids are going to be home. You're going to want to put them to work and they're not going to know what to do. You can't just send a kid into their room and say, clean it because they don't know what to do. Kids aren't born to organize. They're, they're not even working with that part of their brain yet until they're like 20. So, um, without further ado, I want to introduce my awesome guest, Valley Heist. She is a certified professional organizer, which I I think is just the coolest thing on the planet. That's like right up there with like doctor for me. Um, Cause I don't even know how people can do that. She lives really close to me in Moton, Pennsylvania. And she, her book is called organize this practical tips, green ideas and ruminations about your crap. And for her crap is clutter that robs anyone of pleasure, which I absolutely love. Cause a, I love to use the word crap and B, I never looked at my stuff as robbing me of pleasure before. So that was completely enlightening to me. So Valley, thank you so much for agreeing to join us on the show today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited. Absolutely. I I just loved working with you um, and listening to your show before and, um, ironically enough, this is going to be, this is going to blow your mind. I just went to get my hair done. And I sat down in the chair next to the dryer, and your book was sitting on the table next to me. (laughs) Do you go to the same place I go to? I'm like, oh, my gosh. So so I knew I wouldn't be able to remember anything about what I read because I just don't. Um, So I started taking pictures with my iPhone of different chapters and stuff in your book so that I could post them on Facebook. And I just love so much of how you approach crap. 
Thank you. And, and organizing. I just think it's fantastic. And I, but I think this is probably a little bit different of a conversation for you. Do you work with a lot of children? I, sometimes I do. It depends. If I started with the parent uh, and the child sees what's going on, they may ask their parent, uh, is it okay if Valley comes and helps me? Uh, it's not often, um, but um, I have worked with children. But I, we talk a lot about children's rooms when I'm working with clients. That's awesome. You know, that's one of the first things we have. My son has Asperger's and um, which is on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. And he has a really hard time. He escalates very easily and he has a very hard time calming down to go to sleep. And he has a hard time sleeping through the night. And one of the first things that they did with him, that we did with him when we went through the ABA therapy process was to go into his room and declutter his entire room. Mm-hmm. That was hard I think for all me. children could use some of that. Just the overstimulation is just is just enough to set them. You know, first of all, they can't focus on what they're supposed to focus on, let alone go to sleep. Exactly. And yeah, I never understood the concept of. Well, I I did because I grew up in a really small house. I understand why we're tempted to put all of our kids' stuff in their bedroom because that's their space. Mm-hmm. But yet then we expect them not to touch it when it's time for bed, which seems kind of contradictory to me. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't think, I, I didn't think about that. But, um, and, and a lot of times when it's all over the house, it's driving you crazy, but it doesn't always uh, last that long. Like, you know, uh, small toys don't always hang out in the living room forever. They end up in their rooms. But, yeah, that, that, that's, um, yeah, put all your toys in your room, but then ignore them when you're supposed to go to sleep. Yeah. That's kind of silly, right? Mm-hmm. It is silly. Yeah. We had to go through a process of um, t- finding a different space, finding creating a play space in right. a different part of our house where it was okay to play. And then that's where the toys and games and stuff went. The books could stay in his room. Right. You know, stuffed animals and things Great like that. Idea. But Yeah. Great but idea. anything that would allow him to fall asleep. I love the term crap. <laughs> I used to use that word. Um, I used to use it very um, disparagingly when I would walk through stores at Christmas time, and my sister and I would all do our Black Friday shopping, and we'd go around, and there would be all this Christmas crap sitting in the aisles, and and all that stuff you never see during the regular uh, during the regular retail year, uh, but all of a sudden, all this Christmas crap shows up, and it's. It's cheap earrings, it's cheap necklaces, it's, it's slippers, it's gloves. It's, it's just stuff that we don't see normally. So I called it Christmas crap, and, and then it started to be Halloween crap, and then it was Easter crap. And, um, you know, <laughs> cheap, made in China, it's just uh, people are grabbing it and taking it home. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just filling our homes with uh, crap. It's true. And, you know, it's so funny. My husband, if he was, I hope he's listening to this right now because he's probably like secretly clapping because my, (laughs) my garage every year we add three new bins of crap from Christmas that, cause you know, if I can't find it or I don't want to dig out all the totes, what do I do? I just buy more. (laughs) You know, you can't not have your house covered. Oh, you know what? I I can't imagine where all those totes are going to end up when the world is, you know, uh, it's going to be roaches and totes. You know, that's the only thing that's going to be left. Um, everybody keeps buying more totes instead of getting rid of their stuff. 
stuff. They're buying more totes. Yeah, it's true. uh, We should stop it. It's scary. We should make it stop. I love that. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more when we come back from, we're going to be going to break in just a few seconds. But when we come back, I want to talk with you about how you came up with the term crap, because I I just think that's so awesome. And you you say something about when you walk into your home, you should acknowledge the feelings that you're feeling. You know, like, does it make you feel happy or does it make you feel weighed down? Does it make you feel sad? I love that whole concept. So I want to talk about that and okay. crap when we come back from this break. Great. Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Do your friends and family speak the same spiritual language as you? Are you ready to embrace the life you truly desire? Are you ready to find the courage to listen to your intuition, embrace your ancient wisdom, and live an authentic life in joy? Join Gail Carruthers, your spiritual girlfriend, Fridays at noon, Eastern Standard Time, on the Angel Radio Network, as she ignites the conversations you're longing to have. Grab a cup of tea, tune in, and finally find the answers you're looking for and the path of happiness you seek with an hour of Dishy Talk Radio for the Spiritually Hungry with Gail Carruthers, your spiritual girlfriend, here Fridays at noon on the Angel Radio Network, changing the world by enlightening the world, one radio show at a time. Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse. Involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. 
Hey, welcome back to the show. We are joined today by Valley Heist, who is the owner of The Clutter Crew, and she's also the author of Organize This, which is an awesome organizational book. And Valley, I think the thing that I loved, and I said this before the break too, the thing that I love most about your book is that it puts an emotional level to organization, which I need, (laughs) you know. Reading organization books is like, to me, that's like reading stereo instructions. I'm like, big yawn, awful, yeah, I hate yeah. it, you know, but it's yours. Kind of like a, yeah, it's kind of like a recipe book um, following directions more than why do you want to cook? Um, right. What's it, what's it all about cooking? What is cooking all about? It's about getting your family together. It's about cooking local. It's about, you know, being organic. It, it, same with organizing. You know, you don't just go into a room and start to organize. Why do I want to organize? You know, what's the point of it and, and all of that? And why don't I like it if I don't like it? Um, that kind of thing. So those are the kinds of things I want to explore, why we have it in our homes, why we don't throw it out, why we don't want to deal with it. That's so important because, you know what, when I look at my stuff, I never used to think to myself, I'm I'm flustered and I'm bummed out and I'm unhappy because of that stuff. Mm. I used to think I'm flustered and unhappy and bummed out because um, nobody helps me uh, or, you know what I mean, right, or okay. I have nowhere to put it, I need okay. more space. Okay. But I never thought of it as, you know, a self-realization. You know, this stuff is mm. just bumming me out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It's overwhelming. It's, it's, um, and why, uh, why start if I'm not going to be able to make a big difference? Uh, that's why a lot of, uh, <clears throat> maybe, I'm not sure if you think you're a perfectionist or, or not, but there are a lot of perfectionists out there who are terrible organizers because if it's not perfect, why start? Yeah, we heal perfectionists here. Good, good. <laughs> but I have, to, I have to teach my clients the words good enough. Because yeah. um, in nothing is perfect. I don't even use that word in my life, in my house. So it's, it's a matter of good enough and being able to get to your life, not to your stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I like the whole concept of getting rid of the good to make room for the great, too. Mm, awesome. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. my friend Delilah told she every time she goes in my closet, she's like, uh-uh. This is so, we are so cleaning this out. I have stuff in there that I wore in high school. Oh my. What's that about? It still fits. Oh, okay. But would you wear it in public? (laughs) Oh, hell no. I'm just proud of the fact that it still fits. Oh dear. Oh my. (laughs) But, (laughs) oh, I digress. But anyway, um, the, I think the thing that's tough for me is I don't have the time nor do I have the attention span to declutter my house myself. I want my kids to get involved. I want my husband to get involved, but that seems like a really, really big task for a kid. Like how do you even, how do you even touch on that with a child? Um, It's really a matter of helping the parent first. Uh, A lot of parents call me and say, I don't want a house to look like this for my children. I don't want them to grow up in a house like this. I don't want them to think this is normal and this is okay. And and so first we start with the parent, and we actually unclutter to the point where we get down to kind of ground zero and then 
start from there and then bring the family in. Um, and that's, I'm not talking about cleaning their rooms out or anything. I'm talking about, say, talk about the main living area of the house, let's say. Um, and then uh, bring them in, in on the level of asking them what don't they like about the area, but then we're going to take care of it and then we're going to kind of take a tour and say, okay, this is where the magazines go, this is where the books go, this is where you put your toys at night, that kinds of thing. Um, bedrooms are, uh, are different. Bedrooms are different. My bedroom is really different. My bedroom is a disaster zone. Mm. Your own like bedroom? I look around my bedroom and I go, my husband's like, you know, those kids need to clean up their, it's, you know, typical dad talk. I don't say anything because that's, that's how dads think. You know, those kids need to clean up their rooms. And I look around my own room and I go, dude, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. where do you think they're going to get that model from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it is there is so much stuff. There really isn't a, a process in order to put it back. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, the biggest thing is there's just too much stuff. Um, are, you t- are you taking out of your house as much as you're bringing in? When you bring oh, no. five things in, are you taking five things out? Um, because eventually you're going to be suffocated by your stuff if you never, ever take anything out. It only makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, I also feel kind of bad because I feel like I know that this is my... This is kind of like my OCD issue, mm-hmm. wanting to hold on to stuff forever. Right. And I don't want to make my kids like that. Yeah, you're not the only one, but you can't, you can't make your kids like that. It kind of, it, it, they are who they are, and mm-hmm. you kind of have to work with who they are because so many of them, I mean, I think my son, um, I, I say I taught him to be organized, but he really is just like that. And he likes a picked-up room, so um, every every uh, Christmas and birthday we would go through his toys and say, "Okay, it's now time to clean out your room, take out the toys, and that you're no longer going to play with now that you're getting new things, and give it to boys who have no toys." Um, spring and winter was the time to go through clothing. Going to give your clothing to boys who have no clothing, uh, that kind of thing. So it, it was just a that's just what we always did. Uh, every season, every birthday, every Christmas. And I love he, that. He was amiable to that, and I'm not saying every child is. So sometimes it's a struggle and sometimes it isn't. But getting him used to recycling was a big part of growing up in our house. Um, I can remember him being two years old and we're, we're putting piles of clothing together for other children. And, and he just always knew that. And now he's uh, 25 years old and still will give me a pile of clothing. I don't, I'm not going to wear this anymore. Um, I'm going to go out and get some more stuff, but here's some stuff I'm not going to wear. Wow. That's really cool. Because, I mean, think of all of the amazing traits that you've instilled in him, too. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we try to do the same thing with our kids, um, you know. But it was hard in the beginning because, yeah. you know, they're, you're still trying to teach them to share, and now you're saying give it oh. away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So exactly. in the beginning, I recommend just, like, taking things on the down low, like, you know, sneaking Absolutely. it out the back and door. And there's nothing wrong with that. It, you're the parent. You're, it's okay. Um, to not get rid of any of their toys while they're toddlers because you know they like to play with them, uh-uh. You know, it, they're going to – you know you're getting toys from – uh, I swear we didn't buy him one toy. It would come from grandma and my sister and my and parents. You know, it, it just 
it, it comes in the house whether you want it to or not. Yeah. So you really have to take charge when they're little, little. Um, but as they grow up, uh, helping them, getting them in the process. Um, yeah. You can't keep everything. We don't have the room to keep it. We can't build a, an addition on our house. And besides, how are you going to clean up your room and find what you want to play with if we can't at least shed some of the things that you're no longer interested in? Valley, you would have lost your mind in my kitchen when my kids were little. You know how most people have like that bread drawer that they keep right. all of their bread products in? That was the Happy Meal toy drawer. <laughs> and that's okay. that's okay. No, it wasn't. It was ridiculous. I had, I probably had like a thousand Happy Meal toys in there. Half of them were broken. I didn't even know it was in that drawer. Like there were rodents probably in there. I didn't know. <laughs> It was crazy. But you know, when you're when you're dealing with little ones like that, it's like, you know, a lot of us we don't want to make them sad and we don't want to take things away from it. It's like taking candy. You don't want to take it away from them because they'll cry or whatever. So you just like hold on to all this stuff. And even worse than that, you remember how cute they were when they played with it when they were little. I know. But you know what? I'm a kind of I'm not that um, it's hard for me because I am not that sentimental parent. It's my uh, husband who's my husband is the one. He's the sentimental one. He we have toys of his from his childhood in, in our attic. Okay. I would love that. Yeah. See, he's he's my pack rat, and um, he. <laughs> uh, I have learned from him how to be kind and understand my clients because they have emotional attachments to stuff where I don't. I don't have that. So he helps me learn that. But my son doesn't either, thank goodness, because I'd rather have him have attachments to people rather than stuff. And I think right. as they grow up, if we don't at least get some of that out of the way, um, they are going to hold on to everything. And then they're not going to value their relationships with people rather than their stuff. So yeah. it's, a, and, it's know- a balance. It is, Valley. It is. And, you know, that's, I think that's kind of what I was talking about when I said that I'm afraid that I'm instilling this in my kids because my kids are much more like my husband and they'll, they'll offer to throw things away. They'll be like, oh, mom, you know, they're, they're so philanthropic, but Uh, they'll be like, mom, I filled a whole box with stuff that I want to give to the Salvation Army. Do you know I will go through that damn box? (laughs) And, so bad, and I'll be like, Sarah. you can't get rid of that. I, Graham Tara, gave that to so you. Bad. <laughs> Tara, you're so bad. Uh, I have clients who do that too. They say, oh, my God, my children are, are willing to give things up. And then I'm saying, oh, but don't you want to keep that for whatever reason? And I say, you know what? Rule number one, it's their stuff. And when they say it goes, it goes. I love that. Because love it's that. giving them... It, it, you're showing them that you, that you value their opinion. That's as simple as that. You know, <sighs> if you second guess their opinion about that, what else are you second guessing their opinion about? And they they get that. I mean, I wasn't. I, was, I can't. I was not the best mom uh, for a whole lot of other things. Um, you know, I I didn't feel like I actually could be myself until he was two years old. I was not a baby person. Mm-hmm. So until he was two and he could actually speak and talk and and uh, run alongside of me, I I was in a I was in a daze. But um, and this is the kind of thing that I was good at. But it's all those other things. Um, it, yeah. Some, some some things you're good as a parent at, and some things you're not. Absolutely, I agree. When we come back, we're going to talk about the 
the uh, when do you start teaching your children how to unclutter? Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. friends and family speak the same spiritual language as you? Are you ready to embrace the life you truly desire? Are you ready to find the courage to listen to your intuition, embrace your ancient wisdom, and live an authentic life in joy? Join Gail Carruthers, your spiritual girlfriend, Fridays at noon, Eastern Standard Time, on the Angel Radio Network, as she ignites the conversations you're longing to have. Grab a cup of tea, tune in, and finally find the answers you're looking for and the path of happiness you seek with an hour of Dishy Talk Radio for the Spiritually Hungry with Gail Carruthers, your spiritual girlfriend, here, Fridays at noon, on the Angel Radio Network, changing the world by enlightening the world, one radio show at a time. Shh, listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve, and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children, in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, Parent Nation, we are back with Valley Heist, the owner of The Clutter Crew and the author of Organize This. Um, Valley, I want to make sure that people have the opportunity to connect with you. Mm-hmm. And um, first of all, I want to give anybody who has questions for Valley the uh, call-in number, which is 877-864-4869. So if you have questions for Valley, you are welcome to call in. And uh, if you want to connect with us on Facebook, you can always do that as well. But Valley, do you have uh, do you have websites and stuff like that that people can connect with you also? Yes, yes. My website is www.theclutterCrew.com, and there's a lot of great uh, organizing information on there. Um, uh, you can click on my book and, and go to Amazon.com to find my book, either Kindle, Nook, uh, or any other e-reader. It's available on uh, the green way. Awesome. Yeah, I like that. I, it's kind of hard for my book because it's a journal. So it's kind of, you know, you can yeah. only write on your Kindle screen a couple times before you can't read anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> but 
Um, yeah, it's I, I love Kindle. I think that is my son is a crazy avid reader. He read 46 books in one summer. Oh, my. Yeah. And that was before we bought the Kindle. It was after yeah. that that we got the bright idea. We're like, hey, you know what? We don't have to buy another bookshelf. Yeah. We can yeah. buy a Kindle. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I actually have a Nook, but um, I, I have always bo- got my books from um, friends, clients, and the library. So mm-hmm. I don't buy books. So having a Nook, um, I actually got it. I actually won it. So it was a door prize, but um, I don't pay for books. So uh, it's hard for I don't really use it that much. I only download mm. a book if I'm really, um, I need to read a book quickly. But oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm more of the buy, get it at the, um, at the library and take it back. Uh, I don't yeah. keep books. That's a great idea. And I think that that's one of those things that's kind of like going the way of the postal service. It's, you mm. know, kind of going away. And yeah. I think that it's, there's so many things that can come from a library, not to mention the declutter factor. I mean, yeah. I, oh God, I bet you we have more than a thousand books in our house easily without even thinking about it. And it's such a great quality time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? sure. and I, I love to read. And, and my son is a, is a, a reader too, but, uh, we were always of the notion you, you go get the book at the library, you read it, and you take it back. Now, mm-hmm. I have my books, I have three bookshelves, but they're all organizing books for my research. But uh, other than that, I don't really keep books. And that's, that's probably a great idea. Yeah. But, you I, know, some, a I bunch like, of my girlfriends still want to do a toy library. Mm, oh, Lord. Right? How cool would that be? <laughs> a toy library. Okay. Yep. Just go in, borrow a toy, play with it for a little while, take it back. Oh, love that. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? Hmm. I know. Well, there's kind of like like 100 people stealing that idea right now. It was mine, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I think the Goodwill is probably your toy library. My son, we used to go to the Goodwill, and we'd pick out a toy. Uh, We'd take it home, we'd play with it for a while, and then he'd end up giving it away. So um, that was our toy library, was the Goodwill. That's a really great idea. Mm -hmm. I like it. Mm Mm-hmm. So when it comes to um, the, the basics, like how, how early can you start teaching children to unclutter? Well, I, I started very early, uh, but that, my house is very small, and uh, I was always of the notion we've got to take it out. Uh, we don't have room for everything. So I really think we have an obligation to provide limits for our children on what comes into the home and set up a method for what goes out. So and help them learn that process, um, not only what comes in, but what goes out. And I helped my son let go of things um, he no longer wanted or started, like I said, when he was very young, probably two. Uh, I can see him sitting, um, sitting for posing for Christmas pictures in front of these big bags of clothing that I was letting go of. <laughs> but, um, you know, you know, we're such a, such a fortunate people, and we, we have so much stuff. Can you think of, uh, there's just so much clothing and toys they don't even touch or they touch mm-hmm. once. Um, we have a wealth of stuff that other people could use. So um, I started very early because um, we simply didn't have the room, and I'm not a, I'm not a keeper of stuff. So, uh, and it has benefited him very much in his later life, but the earlier the better. I agree with that too. I mean, my little guys from the time they were young, we did the we did the toy rotation thing. Mm. 
where we would take half their toys and we would put them in a bin. I know you love those things. We would put them in a tote and we would put them in the garage and they would be out of sight, out of mind for six months. Uh And then we would get it out and we would look through it. And if anything piqued their interest, then they could take it out and keep it. If anything, if they looked at something that was in that that tub for six months and they were like totally so over that, you know, so done with that toy, then it went. We got rid of it. And then we would put half the toys in there again and six months. And I learned that from Oprah. She said, if you don't touch it for six months, get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I recommend to my clients to put... Um, a basket. If your house is very big, you might want a basket for each floor or a box for each floor. But mm-hmm. um, we had always had one basket. It was always in my closet. And um, that would be the place where you would throw uh, clothing, mostly clothing, but a toy or whatever that you're no longer going to use. Like, and say, um, say I try something on, uh, and this doesn't fit. I don't really like this. I put it in the basket because that's then as soon as it's full, it goes out of the house. Instead of throwing it back in the laundry or mm-hmm. hanging it up again, um, same with your children. If they've tried something on and, <laughs> Put oh, your children look, in the basket. Fit, <laughs> they throw it in the laundry for you to wash it and put it back again. Well, that's ridiculous. So yeah. have a basket either, you know, some, sometimes their rooms aren't big enough to do that, but one basket for the whole floor or, you know, in their room if you want. But use it for toys and for clothing, and then you can sort it yourself. Don't make them, you know, decide, oh, is this the basket for toys or is this the basket for clothing? One basket. I don't want it anymore. Mom, you take care of it. So That's such a great idea. I mean, we'd have to have, like, a hamper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's Because okay. <laughs> there's so much stuff. But you know what's really cool about that, Valley, and I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but kids who have, like um, – autism spectrum disorders and ADHD is that a lot of kids that have sensory disorders like that, uh-huh, uh-huh. getting them dressed in the morning is insane oh. because yeah. they'll have like, it, okay, the, these pants are too tight in the thighs or these yeah. socks have too much stitching at the toes, That's right. but we keep putting that stuff back, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So how cool would it be, dude, if you're, if it's uncomfortable and you're taking it off, it goes right in that basket. Yeah. Cause I don't yeah. want to have to fight with you over that piece of clothing ever, ever again. Yeah. I love and, and- that. I am working with a client right now with a with a, a child. Her son has special needs, and just rearranging the whole house to uh, accommodate um, what goes on in the morning, how to get him out of the house uh, when he comes home from school, what's at the entrance, what's at the exits. It's it's all um, it's just it's not giving into it, but it's let's do it so it's easy. You know, let's make it so anything to make mom's life easier is is what I'm trying to stress with my parents, with with my clients. Don't struggle. Let's let's make life easier for you. You're the one. Let's be frank. You're the one that's in charge of the house. So let's make it as easy as possible for you. I love that. So like what would be the basics of because a lot of our audience does have kids do have kids on on the spectrum or special needs. So what would be the basics for organizing a child's room? The biggest thing is um uncluttering first. You can't okay. organize a mess. Uh you can't organize toys that they don't play with or clothes that they don't wear. So purging is a number one first thing to do. Uh and then Clothing where they can, if they're not used to hanging it up, putting it on hangers, if they're not putting them on hangers, give it up. 
get hooks. Um, if they're better at my, your best friend in a child's room is a closed tree. Um, I use a closed tree, and so many of my clients um, have told them to go out and buy one. I very rarely have them buy anything, but closed trees are big or hooks on the wall. It's kind of the halfway house for clothing that isn't dirty but isn't clean, enough, isn't clean enough to put back in the closet. So it kind of hangs there. You wear it a second time, then you put it in the laundry. Um, wearing it one time and throwing it in the laundry, because there really is nowhere to put it uh, when, it's, when it's not quite dirty enough to launder. So um, think I love that. Put it on a hook. Put it on a shelf. Uh, let's see, toy bins that are open with no lids, so they can just throw it in. Um, if they're going to have to lift or unhook or unlatch something, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, putting things on hangers, that I don't think my son had a hanger before he was like 15 and he had actual shirts that he could hang up. It was more, I did fold it and then he would put it away. So, um, but if, if their um, dressers are exploding, there's just not enough room. You either you got to clean it out first. They're not going to put away clothing when their drawers are already so packed. Um, what would be the point? And I yeah. wouldn't want to do that in my house either. Oh, exactly. I do that so. in my own closet. Sure. You know, I'll just throw stuff on the floor because I'm like, I can't squeeze a hanger in there. Yeah. There's no way that's going to fit. No, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. I love the hooks thing because I can just see because right now, I mean, there's jackets and play pants and play shirts and, you know, all that stuff. You know, like Mr. Rogers had the had it right in that he changed <laughs> his clothes when he got home, but he had the hanger thing going on. Can you imagine if it was just a hook? How cool yeah. would that be? How easy is that? And and when they come in the door and when they, it, you know what? It, and the and bottom line is they're not going to be in your house forever. And and I can attest to that. My son left. You know, they go to college and they go away, and and their their toys go away, their clothing goes away. Make it as easy as possible while they're there. Just because there's hooks on the wall in the kitchen is not a big deal. Okay. Right. Just because your home doesn't look like Better Homes and Gardens because you have hooks on the wall. I gave that up years ago. My husband would never hang his coat in the closet because it was out a door and you had a it was out one door and you had to open a door. To put the oh. coat away. That was too much. He would put them on the chairs, you know, and our kitchen chairs <laughs> yes. would be full of coats. By then, yeah. oh my or God. The table, the or the table, or the kitchen table. Never You're so right, it. Valley. You know, it's they're there for such a short period of time. Why yeah. spend all of your time correcting them Yelling and spend them. more time enjoying them? That's, That's right. absolutely true. Exactly. When they come back, we're going to talk about how does shopping and stuff play a role in organization. Stay tuned for more of the show. Tara, the self-proclaimed queen of accountability, loudly advocates positive parenting and unique education for spirited children. She wants to help you shout out the fact that children need to be raised to discover their own unique brilliance. We'll be right back. Are you ready? To start rocking that woohoo 
that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the show. Tara's passion and purpose is to redirect parents who are frustrated trying to raise the perfect child in an imperfect world and encourage them to discover the unique brilliance in their children in themselves, even on those days where they wonder why they ever had kids in the first place. Here she is, Tara Kennedy Klein. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We are in the final stretch of an awesome, awesome show with Valley Heist. Valley, thank you so much for bringing this information because, You're you know. You're so welcome. So much fun. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I mean, even if it only benefits me, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so much fun. Thanks. Yeah. It, it truly is. And I, I think that what you bring to, what you bring to your craft makes it fun too because I, like I, try, I said I try yeah and it's it's not easy because I've seen a lot of organization experts mm-hmm. and they're very dry they're very linear linear like my husband they're very serious and I'm not saying that it's not a serious business mm-hmm. but a lot of times the people that you're dealing with don't like the serious of it seriousness of it to begin with which is why we haven't done it yet Right, and so many of them are in crisis <laughs> mode. Um, they're just they're dealing with some kind of a big transition, or they're or they're just over the edge, um, and you have to lighten it up. Um, that's why I have I have eight cartoons in my book because I just love I love uh, humor, and I wanted to in, you know in, inject some of that into my book um, so that so that folks know that it's not it's about having fun, and it's about um, you know organizing you to leave to live your best life. Because this is it. This is, you know, this is all we have. 
Exactly. And I'll tell you what, it, the, the stuff in your book is fun, if nothing else. I mean, when I was reading through it, one of the you have a couple different rules or, or suggestions for things to do. And one of them is to walk into your room, walk into your house and just feel just acknowledge how it feels in your body. Like, right. does it make you feel good? Does it make you feel depressed? Does it make you feel sad? And then the next thing you say is to have a dialogue with your clutter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. find out why it's still there. I love that. Yeah. I know that sounds so foo-foo, but it's so fun. And can it's you fun. imagine doing that with the kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, you know, when I ask children about what they like about their room, it's so fun because their eyes start to, to think, oh, okay, what do I like about my room and what don't I? Uh, same with parents. You know, you, your home is your sanctuary. Your sh- home should be a place away from the world that you feel comfortable and not a place to get away from. Now, I like my home to be my home base because then I like to go. I like to travel. I like to be other places. But when I come home, it is my sanctuary. It's, it's where I want to be to be quiet and to be away from the world. So if it doesn't feel like that, if it doesn't make you have a good feeling, then you have to make some changes. Absolutely. You know, that's funny that you say that because I love to travel too, and I find that Although I love my home, I truly love, I mean, I have this beautiful property and this beautiful home. I I want for nothing, but yet when I am in a hotel room, Mm -hmm. I'm so much, I'm able to decompress easier. I'm able to relax easier. Yeah. And you know why that is? Because there's no stuff around you. When you go on vacation, you get away from your stuff because there's nothing to take care of because When you're in your house, all your stuff has strings attached to it. It's demanding attention. So you have to do something with it, fold it, clean it, hang it up, do whatever you have to. But when you're on vacation, your stuff doesn't follow you. You're you're on a shoestring. You have one shampoo, one conditioner, one. So those are the kinds of feelings I like to emulate in my house. I want it to be calm. I want it to be simple. My bathroom looks like a hotel bathroom because there's only one shampoo and one conditioner. You know... I don't want it to be that complicated. Wow. And I'm not, aw- I'm not awake enough in the morning to pay attention to all that stuff. So not, not being a morning person, I have to be very, very simple. Mm. Yeah, you would you would crack up because you know those one shampoos and one conditioners in the hotel room that they like 5S on the counter? Right. I bring those home with me. <laughs> They're all in my bathroom. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> it's crazy up in here. Oh, my crazy. gosh. Just wait. You'll, you'll love it. But I think um, you're absolutely right. And, I'm, and we're not saying that you have to like 5S your, your kid's playroom. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to your point, if, you, if things have a place mm-hmm. and there aren't as many of them, that goes for toys too. It only you know, a sense. lot of, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many parents get, call me totally frustrated and they're like, my kid has a thousand toys in that toy box and he doesn't play with a doggone one of them. Yeah. That's because when he opens that toy box, he's as overwhelmed as you are yes, when you go in your that's closet. Right. That's right. I'm a too, for children, less is more. Too much stimulation isn't a good thing. And, and to agree on a way to get it out of the house, marking the calendar to clean out after birthdays, holidays, um, and, and maybe even asking your grandparents to limit what they give your children or ask them for savings bonds or contrib- contributions to their college funds instead of stuff. And it may take a few holidays to get it through to them that you really do mean what you say. I have clients who are just um, are just 
when holidays come up, they're depressed because they think here comes the new influx of stuff and we don't want any more stuff. So it's um, give your child experiences and memories instead of stuff. Uh, take them somewhere, go on a, a just a, a day, go roller skating, go to a movie, go 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 out and eat, go to the museum, instead of giving them stuff. Um, and and that's the way to uh, limit what's coming through the door. And every time you go somewhere, it doesn't mean they have to get a thing to bring home, because you know they don't play with it after whatever time. Um, mm-hmm. Take a picture of them at the place and hang it on their wall, that kind of thing. Um, try and limit the things that bring through the front door uh, so that it doesn't make it so hard to clean their room or to, to be focused when they're trying to sleep or trying to do homework. That's I agree with that, too. And, you know, my I think the most my favorite spot in my whole house right now is a computer desk in my living room. And it's because, first of all, my husband didn't want me to get it, um, but I I love it. I think it's awesome. It just has, the only things on it are the computer monitor and the keyboard and a plant. Mm-hmm. And I look at that, I can look at that space and instantly relax. Sweet, calm. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, look at that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And it's so crazy. You know, we, my son... My two, my sons are completely different in the way they organize. Like my oldest son is a sports nut. And so everything's like shooting baskets. He has to shoot trash into the trash can and he has to shoot (laughs) his clothes into the hamper. It's like everything's shooting baskets. So for him, baskets work. Like he has baskets all over his room that he puts all of his stuff in. Okay. My, my other son is very organized like all the legos and it's not just a bin of legos like they have to be separated by size color Uh, you know what model they got like he's he's completely anal like that and we found that if we gave him baskets or toy boxes he wasn't touching anything so he has to put his stuff on shelves okay good good and so he can see everything and i think the, the important thing to to know about that is I don't even know what my own organizational style is, hmm. but okay. by, by working with my kids and seeing what worked for them and asking their opinion, right, right, we were able to give them an organizing system that, that they them. would stick to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That they would stick to. So, you know, for that, I, I think that's, that was really a, a that's key, key thing. When your children are so different and they are so different, um, not one thing is going to work for every kid. So you really have to talk to them. You really have to get them in the process. If they want to paint their room a weird color or put stuff on their walls, you know what? It's only paint, and it's only they're only there for a short period of time. Let them experiment. I mean, how how hard would it be to let them experiment in their room, let alone, you know, they're not painting the outside of your house. So it's on the inside, so it's not going <laughs> to show to the world. I wish they would paint the outside of my yeah. house. Right. So what do you say to the parent of the the artsy um the artsy little girl with mm-hmm. the 10,000 Barbies and baby dolls and paints and crayons and markers and all of that stuff and just all over her room knowing that she's just an artistic soul. Like how yeah. do you help that child organize? Yeah. And at, uh homes for everything. Just a uh so that when she goes to clean up her room or when she goes to play She's not unearthing everything just to go to find the thing that she wants. Um, doesn't matter if they're just in a jumble in one spot, but at least they're like things together. 
like things together so that when she does want to play, when she does want to have kids over, friends over in her room, there's room for them actually to sit down on the floor. Uh, so you want to have, make an area for friends to come. And that's kind of a, a thing as they get older you want to, to emphasize. We need to have room for friends to come in here. So let's find a way to get your stuff up and in, and in baskets, in places, so that, so that other things can happen in your life other than your stuff. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember, too, that it's really unrealistic to say to a five-year-old or a seven-year-old or even a 10-year-old, go clean your room. Go clean your room, yeah. Mm-hmm. They have to, they, they need to be taught. They need to be taught. And, and, uh, and it's not a perfect system, and it's not, it's not um, going to always stay that way. But they do need to be taught. It's not something, I remember children going into the room, and they would say to me, I don't know what she means when she says go clean my room. My exactly. They need to I would just sit means. on my floor and cry. I'd yeah. be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, cleaning is different. <laughs> cleaning is different than organizing. I don't even clean my own house. I have a cleaning person because I hate to clean. I love mm-hmm. to organize. It's two different things. I think you should want to be my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. But you know what? You also bring up a really valid point about that too, Valley. And sometimes the things we spend so much stuff on, so much money on more stuff, maybe we should be spending or investing that money in people that can help us clean and organize that stuff. And the biggest gift, if you are a mom with children, I don't care if you work outside your home or in your home, you should have someone else cleaning your house because it's no one wants to spend their weekends cleaning their homes. And then every two weeks, it helps you pick up, put away, and then your house gets cleaned. It's a gift to yourself. Please, uh, let's employ more people. You need, I don't know where I found the money to have a cleaning person back when my son was, was one year old, but I knew that I wasn't going to do it. So do oh. yourself a favor, unclutter your house, find a home for everything, and then hire a cleaning person. Oh. Beautiful. And you know what? Yeah. That's the perfect end to an amazing show. <laughs> Valley, thank you so much for you joining are so us. You're so welcome. Oh, so excited. Thanks so much for everybody for listening. And don't forget to join us on Facebook and join the community. Take care and keep playing. Thanks for listening to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Make these Stop Raising Einstein principles your own. Love unconditionally, give freely, laugh openly, learn daily, grow immensely. And of course, listen.